featuring the Reverend T.J. Ducats. That's me. And Buster 3000. Hi, I'm Buster 3000, and welcome to today's episode, The Life and Works of Emily Bronte. And Reverend, I hear we have a great show coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, Buster. Did you ever wonder about who Emily Bronte was? Oh, all the time. I, I'm hardly ever not wondering. The feeling's mutual. Well, today, we did some extensive research on her life and what impacted her writing, and we even have an exclusive interview with Charlotte, her older sister. Sounds truly riveting, Reverend. Let's get started. All right, Rev. Now, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Emily Bronte? You know, because for the common man out there, they might not know who she is. Sure beans, 3K. Emily Bronte was born 30th July, 1818, in Yorkshire, England, to Maria Branwell and Patrick Bronte, who was a, a famed clergyman. Uh, she was a younger sister author... Charlotte Bronte, whom we will have on the show later. Wow, sounds sounds just terrific. Of course, we're we're really looking forward to that. She was the uh, the fifth of six children. Emily's father sent her and her sisters to the clergy daughters' school at Cowan Bridge. Oh, I've heard quite a bit about that school. It wasn't a great experience, from what I know. That's right, three K. They were uh, they were abused there. Charlotte wrote about that in Jane Eyre. And Emily spent a total of just six months there. At the end of that time, the elder sisters, Marie and Elizabeth, uh, became very ill and were brought home where they shortly died. Tragic. Truly tragic. For the majority of Emily's life, she was either in school or teaching at schools. She uh, attended Miss Wooler's school at Rowhead, which is where Charlotte was teaching. Her and her sisters spent most of her time reading books in their father's extensive library, which was where they gained most of their knowledge. And she also served as a governess uh, in Halifax, Yorkshire. And uh, we can see some themes of that in the writing in Wuthering Heights. All right, now before we get Charlotte on the show, the Rev and I have actually uh, started uh, the, the famous text by Emily Bronte, Wuthering Heights. Now, I'm only up to Chapter 4. I'm not quite the speed reader that the Rev over here is. So, uh, Rev, why don't you tell us a little bit about what stuck out to you in the first four chapters? But remember, don't go ahead of me. Well, you know, there's some, there's some very interesting themes. It hasn't really shown everything that the book's going to be about yet. We see it laying the groundwork. We have, you know, we have Heathcliff and his daughter-in-law and his adopted nephew. They are living in a, in a strange, dark house. It seems like the whole setting is very dark. We have Lockwood, who's actually, he's a stranger to the story, but he is, he's going to be boarding in one of Heathcliff's houses because Heathcliff amount, uh, got a lot of wealth. And uh, we haven't learned a ton about, you know, who he is or where he came from yet. Uh, but Lockwood is, is just starting to hear the story from the governess was old enough to remember what happened in the old times, and he's uh, he just started that. One thing that seems to be sticking out is Catherine, either Catherine Lytton or Catherine Earnshaw. That's a very a name that's mentioned many times. Anything stick out to you, Busta? All right, well, the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the, uh, you know, the creepy scene where uh, Lockwood's leaving the house and is attacked by some dogs and has to stay over again, and Nellie takes him up to a room and uh, informs Lockwood that this is a room where Heathcliff ordinarily doesn't let people stay, and uh, he finds out that it's the... The room uh, where Heathcliff's old love Catherine used to be. And uh, he's just kind of creeped out by the whole thing. And he, he reads some written uh, conversations between the two of them. And uh, then he uh, hits the hay and he's dreaming about uh, her. And she's, she's trying to come in or something. And, and then Heathcliff's mad at him and gives him the old boot. And then he hears uh, Heathcliff talking to the lady. It was just really spooky, Rev. Just really spooked me out. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know what to make of that just yet. The head maidservant uh, is sitting down with Lockwood now at this point in the book. He, she is going to explain to him what happened and how it happened and how Heathcliff and, you know, Catherine, when they were literally, they used to like each other, which we uh, we can deduce from the writings we saw in the book. Through the descriptions that uh, Emily uses, we can see that she must have had influence from her life, from, uh, from real-life events. So uh, to help enlighten us on that, we have her older sister, 
Charlotte Bronte here to shed some light on the, the life situation, the family situation of the Brontes. Welcome, Charlotte. Thanks for having me here. Well, you see, me and Emily and the other sisters were abused at school as children, and, and this kind of affects the character Mr. Heathcliff, who was himself abused, and, and really just makes the whole novel very dark indeed. We were abused heavily if we were not going along with the practices, and and you can see kind of this forced uh, religiosity in the way that Hindley makes uh, Catherine and Heathcliff read the Bible for long periods of time and also attend long church services, which they had no interest in at all. Also, Charlotte, she was, uh, she was a governess for a short time, so she would know uh, about hearing stories like, the, uh, like Mrs. Dean Lockwood's maidservant. Yes, that's correct, Reverend Sir, which helps her to be able to write very authoritatively about what it's like to hear these stories. And Charlotte, could you identify any other factors that you could, uh, that you could perceive that went into writing this book? Our brother had a, a, a substance abuse problem, you see, and, and this helps develop the character... Uh, Hindley Earnshaw, who himself had uh, struggles with substance abuse. Additionally, our mom died when she was very, very young, and our family experienced a tremendous amount of death and illness, and this exhibits itself in many forms in the book, and there's constantly change in family situations because of the various deaths and illnesses throughout the story. And I can really speak for both of us that we really just want to express gratitude for you coming on the show and explaining these things about this book. Well, it was a pleasure being here, Reverend Sir, and to you, Mr. Buster 3000. Well, that's all for this week. This has been an episode of If You Don't Know, Now You Know with the Reverend TJ Ducketts, myself, and Buster 3000. Hopefully, now you know.